SEO. <laughs> Amazing. I dare say. It's a double dog dare now. I'm sure that I'm the double dog dare now. To say that it is time, once again, to say, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Super Duperstitious. The comedy podcast about the science behind the spooky, the strange, the unusual. That's already strange. Oh. Doesn't matter. I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. And uh, if you're hearing our voices, it can only mean one thing. We're back again. <laughs> Uh, yes, if this is your first time listening to the show, we use the powers of science and friendship to uh, kind of crack the code on all things odd, uh, but not right now. Nope, because it's March. March. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, you are currently jumping into part three of a four-part series of episodes of At the Mouth of March Madness. Are you lost? <laughs> Do you need help finding your way home? Because... Home is about 175 episodes ago or something. <laughs> something like that. Maybe even more. Uh, yeah, I think we're at episode 177 now. What so, the F? Yep. But anyway. Well, I always say the show starts in episode three for anything that I watch. <laughs> I skip the first two because they're usually boring. And you do watch all of your podcasts. Yes. Anyway, what we're doing is a month-long um, full-on March Madness style tournament bracket thing of cults instead of basketball teams. And they're fighting to the death, I think, in a haunted computer instead of so. playing basketball. Never really super clear what exactly they're doing other than winning. And we have already gotten you, through the... If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, so. we've gotten through the regionals. Last week we finished up uh, the cosmic region and the galactic region just last week. So we're not jumping into the semifinals uh, or quarterfinals quarterfinals i realized quarterfinals. as i was filling these out that i think the terminology we're using isn't necessarily what they use for the basketball stuff but i don't care we're we're locked I in don't now care. regionals quarterfinals semifinals finals that seems like it's logical enough so It'll for, do. for the uh the cosmic region is that the first right. one that's the that's the one on the left <laughs> great cool in the cosmic region we saw um for the regionals royalism happy science order of the solar temple and Geikoslavia move forward for the world division how about the global division the global division we're looking at the branch davidians QAnon, church of all worlds or ka and <laughs> honohana sanpogio uh moving on to the quarterfinals very exciting and then for the galactic region yes uh, we have the i am movement chen tao the ayn rand institute and crypto bros are all moving forward for the earth division and within the planetary division we see the freedomites heaven's gate remnant fellowship and musk minions moving on a day so it's going to be another hot and spicy day mm -hmm. uh ahead i think we're covering the quarterfinals of both the galactic and cosmic regions so indeed and then next week we'll finish corn. up with the semi and final finals <laughs> yes so I think uh, without any other ado or any other stumbling over remembering how this works, uh, let's get into the Cosmic Region quarterfinals. Woo! Cue music. Here we are again. The crowd now cheering um, for just a second. And it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. We are, uh, I think we did forget to explain also that the um, this is the World Championship Cult, cult Whoop-Off is the name of this tournament. And yes, the way we yeah, do it yeah. is with the NCAA device, a, a, a haunted computer, a, a, a cursed machine. Um, a However weird, you want to call it. Yeah, it's a What it's it stands a for is the Nominal Cults Antagonism Association Analyzer, which, as we've alluded to earlier, uh, will allow us to, within... 
0.00001% margin of error <laughs> uh, accurately determine which cult will prevail over all other cults i guess yeah we put them inside the machine they get locked inside uh iteratively living and dying for whatever amount of time we determine for that particular pairing to see who comes out the other side kind of a thunderdome thing but right. in an arcane computer fine with like that wasn't that the thing in dragon ball z did that to you or something probably we all, we all watch that show right <laughs> and um so now we're doing more of that yep so let's begin with our first pairing in the Cosmic Region quarterfinals. Rialism versus uh, Happy Science. Yes, this is the World Division quarterfinals. Rialism, Happy Science. Uh, let me just give a re- quick recap on what Rialism is. Uh, a former French race car driver was abducted by aliens in the 1970s and learned that humans were invented by advanced alien beings who call themselves Elohim. Nice. They revealed to him that like all the great prophets before him, you know, Buddha, Muhammad, uh, Jesus, he too is half Elohim. Uh, he had been chosen to spread their word on earth. He changed his name to Ryle and set out to spread a message including the following values, and I quote, an awareness of the consequence of our actions, absolute respect for life, self-respect, love for oneself, respect for others, nonviolence, world peace, and sharing and sensuality. Mm-hmm. So that's generally who those guys are. Who, uh, who's the other ones? So, yeah, Happy Science, spiritual and religious organization founded in Japan in 1986 by Ryuho Okawa. And, uh, you know, this is your classic guy who felt he was directly touched by Buddha, Jesus, and other spiritual leaders. Core belief is that all human beings have the potential to become enlightened and achieve spiritual growth through the practice of the organization's teachings, which are pretty much just like, uh, you know, self-reflection and meditation. It's not too crazy. Yet. <laughs> Pretty equal pairing, it sounds like. They should have a, a lot, honestly, to see in common with each other, but uh, only one can win, so we'll see what happens. Any additional info we should know about Happy Science this week before we put them head to head? Yeah. Uh, if you've been paying attention and tuning in to the past episodes and you want to know a little more, here we go. Uh, as I reconfigure my screen. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Happy Science, another interesting factoid or two. They worship a deity called El Cantare, who they believe is the highest god of Earth and the lord of all gods. Uh, They believe this being was first born on Earth 330 million years ago. Damn. So I guess sort of terrestrial. Um, And that it is the same entity that has been worshipped at different times as Elohim, Odin, Toth, or Thoth, Foth. (laughs) <laughs> Osiris, Hermes, the handbag company, and Shakyamuni Buddha. Uh, also, did you know that Happy Science had a bitter rivalry with Doomsday called Aum Shinrikyo I through did the not 1990s? Wow. Uh, and it culminated in a failed assassination attempt on the founder, Ryuho Okawa, using the nerve agent VX. <laughs> Is that how you say it? I, I guess. Uh, which was injected into his car's air conditioning. <laughs> wow, that's a convoluted way to try and assassinate somebody. Yeah. Um, which is just a fun thing that uh, Ohm uh, Shinrikyo would do. <laughs> Too bad that they won't have the chance to use that nerve agent in this tournament, am I right? Because they're not part of this uh, That's right. This year's lineup. But those those are some more fun facts. How about Rialism? Well, I'll share another quote of theirs. I think I shared the same quote years ago when they first entered the tournament, but I think it's very relevant here. Quote, 
Thousands of years ago, scientists from another planet came to Earth and created all forms of life, including human beings whom they created in their own image. References to these scientists and their work can be found in the ancient texts of many cultures. Due to their highly advanced technology, they were considered as gods by our primitive ancestors and often referred to as Elohim, which in ancient Hebrew meant those who came from the sky. Mm. That's their general vibe. That's the thing they're believing overall. Um, sort of spy versus spy here, it feels like, lining up with uh, these two guys. It does definitely seem that way. So should we just go ahead and cram them into the machine and set them for an amount of time? How about of Elohim uh, versus Eloher? <laughs> All right, they're going to the machine now. Let's set it for 330 million years. Ooh, good amount of time. Riles Rylesum is still on top. Wow, they wow. were the number one seed for a reason. And uh, they you know, are going to continue moving sometimes on. Sometimes they just know how to get scrappy in the NCAA. They sure do. Up next, we have Order of the Solar Temple versus the one that Jake can pronounce. <laughs> Geikoslavia, am I right? Geikoslavia, I think is how it's I don't really know Russian, so I, that's just kind of a guess. Love it. Yes, so uh, let's go ahead and remind me who goes first. Which one is it? Um, I think this time I will Temple. talk a yes. little bit about the Order of the Solar Temple. All right. So just to refresh us all, this was a secret society and religious cult founded in Geneva, Switzerland in 1984 by Luc Jure and Joseph de Mambro. Mm. Uh, they also had some branches in France and Canada, but basically we're talking new age spirituality, sort of Knights Templar vibes, mm -hmm. apocalypticism, classic, and, uh, you know, your classic trappings, but they went real hard on it and, <laughs> uh, did a lot of killing and suicide. Oh, fun. Cult stuff, uh, I guess. Basic, your basic cult stuff. How mm. about, how about on your side, Jake? Uh, well, Glykoslavia is uh, basically a bunch of Russian dudes who are obsessed with the cartoon mouse lady. What are some more tidbits we can get from those guys? We talking like uh, hard drives full of uh, naked rat pictures and stuff? Or? Almost definitely. So yeah, this is the cult uh, that worships Gadget Hackwrench from um, Rescue Rangers, Chippendale, that whole deal. I do have some more quotes, I th kind of partly from a website talking about them. Some of it is also very, very haphazardly translated from Russian on that website. So let's see how uh, let's see how that sounds. Regular viewers of the Disney T uh, Disney TV series Chip and Dale sees only draw a mouse with a shock of orange hair. Shifted her spectacles on her forehead, ironworks, and habits of subscribers of the journal Young Technician. Nuts did not feed them. Give me something to make. But Glykoslavia, when viewing, experience catharsis. I feel the touch or enlightenment. In general, they stoop so that words cannot explain. After this middle-aged and seems very intelligent people are beginning to write about the gadget with the capital letters, her bright image, etc., shouting Ave Gadget, trying to come up with the mouse on the link. Quote, if life is ideal, there is a meaning to live and look. Gadget, where are you? How do I find you? Says Alexander Electronics... <laughs> I don't know, early gadget adept, uh, adepts allegedly uh, designed the portal to go into another dimension where the gadget and then calculated the coordinates of its appearance in our world. Oh my. The idea was that the gadget, as a brilliant designer, sooner or later teleported herself. No waiting. Um, <laughs> How about Orbital I... Solar Temple? Anything else you want to say about that? <laughs> yeah, maybe more upsetting to hear. 
Another interesting factoid about the Order of the Solar Temple is that in October 1994, members of the group stabbed a three-month-old baby to death. Jesus with a Christ! Stake. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, because they thought the baby was the Antichrist. Uh, infanticide alert. Rough. Also, there were so many other mass suicides and murders, mm. and it was not pretty. For instance, mm-hmm. on December 23, 1995, you know, barely a year and change after the antichrist was murdered mm. 16 bodies were discovered in a star formation in the vecors mountains mm. Ver- Vercor, <laughs> mountains of france star formation we're talking some truly culty stuff here sounds like found out that all but two of them were straight up murdered and the last two i guess murdered themselves mm. uh the dead included olympian edith bonneu who had competed in the women's downhill at the 1956 Winter Olympics. So, you know, you never know where you're going to wind up. You might think you don't want to be in any kind of crazy, scary suicide cult today, and then something like 40 years will go by, and you'll be... Fed on a mountain in a star formation. Yeah, not like Beyonce talked about at all. <laughs> um, let's put them into the box. Let's go ahead and get them in there. And we will set it for mouse and mouse hub alright let's see what happens oh it looks like Geico Slavia does indeed pull ahead thank goodness yeah I, would take, I guess I would take that over the other stuff for sure I feel like there's definitely something weird there but definitely nothing you know, murder suicide there the safe, it's the safe kind of weird it's the good kind yeah it seems like no one's being harmed I hope uh, exactly so far as we know anyway Great. Let's go the complete opposite direction. People who are definitely being harmed. Actually, I think both these pairings are going to be covered by me. I have the Branch Davidians versus QAnon. Oh, golly. So let's just walk uh, us through. What is remind us all about the Branch Davidians? Deep all breath. The Branch Davidians, um, kind of the platonic ideal of a horrific cult when you think of cult stuff you can think of Plato wrote about cults yeah this is this is what he was no shadows on the wall (laughs) right this is uh your standard one charismatic figure usually a man telling a bunch of people what to do that they have to believe him and only him coercing them into sex things like that uh and and killing and being killed it's a doomsday cult they were a break-off group from a break-off group started with the seventh-day adventist church and then split from there, and then again, eventually, uh, yeah, it turned out this guy decided to call himself David Koresh, took charge, and things got really weird, and uh, all this happened in a town called Waco, Texas, which you may be familiar with. Um, they say it takes, it takes Koresh to be the leader. Right. Uh, it ended up with a whole big armed standoff with the feds and a lot of death, but oh, uh, yes. we can get into some more details in a moment. Tell me a little bit more about... Oh, wait, shit. No, it's just me again. Nope. Okay. I'm just sitting here like yeah, a I was hop- plant. Hoping for a break. So, QAnon. <laughs> Recap of them. According like to... Jake continuing to talk, <laughs> there, right? According to a uh, mysterious dispenser of, of truths calling themselves mm-hmm. Q, mostly on, uh, on 4chan as it's happening, uh, the mysterious insider leaking information to their followers. You um, know why they call it 4chan? It's because you can't spell unfortunate without, without that. <laughs> Uh, carry on. <laughs> I'm trying to buy you time to breathe. I appreciate it. Um, so Q is telling uh, the followers uh, about a plan to take down the deep state, a cabal of satanic child molesters run primarily by the Democratic Party. The good guys, which the movement refers to as the White Hats, uh, stopped Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton from stealing the 2016 election. 
Whew. Pretty big, big deal. As call. the theory goes, the Democratic elites needed to win the presidency in order to pay back funds that the Clinton Foundation stole from other nations under the guise of 2010 emergency earthquake aid to Haiti. Mm. Instead of actually helping Haiti, Q claimed the Clintons supposedly used the money to fund a massive child sex trafficking operation from there. Uh, the, again, quote-unquote, white hats identified the only person they considered honest and moral enough to resist the evils of the deep state, Donald Trump. Oh, boy. They recruited to run for president in 2016. And from there, uh, just a bunch of stuff. Uh, they had all these plans like that were happening behind the scenes that he just had all this secret maneuvering he was doing. Every incredibly idiotic thing he did, no, I was secretly part of the plan. And there's going right. to be this big uh, day of reckoning called The Storm where he would mm-hmm. be taking people indicted out three times in a row <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so that's uh that's QAnon. definitely a a worthy adversary for uh, for the branch, branch davidians. davidians some more info about them um like any good doomsday cult the branch davidians saw a lot of general stuff happening in the world as signs that we are entering the end times and korosh helped push this narrative to its limit by making the situation as dire as it eventually became uh, here's a quote, summing it up pretty well in a 1993 article from Texas Monthly. They said, quote, For 51 days, federal agents camped outside the compound, paralyzed by their own ineptitude, while the notorious liar and con man was permitted to broadcast his incoherent message to the world. The authorities must have known that it was all a sham, but Koresh had given them no choice. The feds were the hostages, the ones who were surrounded without hope. They kept assuring the public that they weren't about to be drawn into a firefight, then permitted exactly that to happen. What happened at Mount Carmel was not suicide, it was holy war, just as Korash had prophesied. Oh boy. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, all plays, burst into flames, fl- fire started from inside, uh, firefight, again, yeah, shooting from the feds, people dying on both sides. Uh, most of the Branch Davidians died that day, mm. but uh, the way the NCAA works, we're taking the cults at their peak and making them compete. That's right. So they still have a chance today. And uh, let's go into a little bit of interesting stuff about QAnon. Yeah, why not? The whole idea is that this this mysterious purveyor of very deep secret truths Q-tips. has all the inside information. Q tips. That's why it much much better names than Q drops. They really dropped the ball on that one. Um, Q has that name because of a thing called Q clearance, allowing them to know all of these secret things about about what's happening in the government. Q clearance is a real thing. Huh. It's uh, the security clearance required to access top secret restricted data, formerly restricted data national security information and secret restricted data all those things that just said are proper nouns so there's official official designations of types of information within the u.s government in the u.s department of energy so that's specifically where q clearance uh actually uh, that's their jurisdiction so wow the idea of a person having q clearance in the department of energy than having information about all of this well i mean the department of energy just restoked the fucking lab leak theory so christ so yeah there's definitely room for that kind of thing to be going on but um that's or QAnon for that matter mm -hmm. let's put them in the thing and make them fight for i don't know what you think the rest of time the rest of time we yeah we we just lock them in there forever I think that would be good. It may not take long, though, given the the, the violent streak they both have. Let's just pop them in. Let's just set it to indefinite, and then see what how long it takes before they are destroyed. One of them. All right. All right. Here goes.
this is a unique result. This has never happened before. Wow. Oh my God. We're getting a warning sign flashing on the NCAA that says mutual assured destruction. Uh, wow. They have obliterated one another. And I think we are all the better off for it. I guess whoever advances from the other quarterfinals round will, by default, advance to the finals. I mean, they won't have a competitor, so they're they're going straight to the straight to the gates. This is quite a big break. It is a big we're break. looking at the Church of All Worlds and Honohana Sanpogio. Allow me now to dominate the mic. <laughs> so, Church of All Worlds. This is this uh, neo-pagan religious organization that was founded in the United States in 1962. Call! A.K.A. Call. Really inspired by Stranger in a Strange Land, story of human raised by Martians who comes to Earth and starts a movement called Church of All Worlds. But they're basically just like uh, tree-huggy pagans. Sure. It ain't, it ain't hurting nobody. On the other side, we've got Honohana San Pogio, a.k.a. the... Foot reading cult, which I didn't talk about last time, uh, <laughs> but I will today. And uh, this was founded in the early 1980s by Hogan Fukunaga. The group's name can be translated as the faith of the flower of Dharma. Overarching core belief is that the universe is governed by a divine force known as the great universe. So, you know, hmm. it's pretty standard. You've heard, you've seen Sounds one, like you've seen them all. An additional factoid about the Church of All Worlds, and it is that its founders, Oberon and Morning Glory Zell Ravenheart, were vocal advocates Such great of, cult names. One went really short, one went really long. Uh -huh. Very vocal advocates for polyamory in open relationships, so take that for what, it, what it's worth. Also, uh, they're the first website I've ever been uh, seen to have a shop that describes spiritual shopping, <laughs> but uses exactly zero hyperlinks to get you directly to where they're actually selling their products. Interesting. This sounds kind of scammish, like they're trying to get you to spend money, and then they make it difficult to spend your money. Yeah, it's kind of... Kind Curious. Of um, San Pogio. Yes, we're finally getting around to it. Often called the foot reading cult, mm -hmm. because its founder claimed he could make a diagnosis by examining people's feet. Instead of palm reading... Instead of palm reading, exactly. And uh, Fukunaga charged $900 for the foot reading. Jesus Christ. And in what I can imagine is only a surprise to a footful of people. <laughs> he was accused of spindling money from housewives and had to pay over a million dollars in damages. Jesus. Wow. So, with these things in mind, I think we can put them in for 10 years. Yeah, that's probably plenty. Probably plenty of time. See what happens. Oh, not quick, not hard, not fast, not slow. <laughs> the Church of All Worlds. They are advancing by default. All the way to the finals. All the way to the finals. A huge break for the for Ka. And a huge day for all of us. I think that concludes the cosmic region. We yeah, will take a quick finals. break to hear from our sponsor. Which I have to open. <laughs> I gotta fuck, like, where the fuck are we? Uh-huh. Yes, we're a quick break to talk about our only sponsor. Without the support of which we would not be able to host this massive tournament of no fewer than 32 cults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, of course, talking about the grooviest brewery in Western Massachusetts, famously incorporating big tank smoke monster amplifier, acoustics, body moisture, and yeast, <laughs> and time to make beer. That, of course, is four phantoms. Four of them. Column seasons, column flavors. 
Call it whatever you want. Just don't call them late at Nenerman. But uh, yeah, you know, Four Phantoms, they slap. Their beer slaps. If you're in the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts, if you're in New England in general, you should be able to find them at your local beer store. Or you can go to Greenfield in Massachusetts to visit the tavern. If you do go there, there are fun things to do, including tavern curling. (laughs) Monday night D&D. Trivia nights on Thursdays. Mm -hmm. And other... (laughs) You just got to go there and find out. That is right. Do check them out. Check out their website, fourphantoms.net, if nothing else, uh, where you can sign up for a membership. You can buy some dope swag mm-hmm. and set up for private events. And uh, they're just the best. And I, you know, we don't need to be paid to say it. We feel it in our hearts. And we haven't been paid to say it for like six months. So, you know, that just goes to show. We we will, once we start doing a thing, we'll never stop. Deep habit formation. It's a dangerous <laughs> thing. And... Thank you so much for fans. Thank do you very you. much. We do. All of that said, I think now it's time for me to check the agenda. <laughs> Same. I think it's time for us to uh, to check out the Galactic Region quarterfinals. Pause for music. Here we go. Galactic Region quarterfinals. We're looking. Some more wide time. That's some more wide time. Hope you enjoy my voice. I know I it's do. about to be continuing to make the noise. <laughs> Quarterfinals round one. We've got the I Am Movement versus Chen Tao. Mm-hmm. First, a quick recap. I Am Movement is a new thought religious movement that originated in the United States in the 1930s based on the teachings of Guy Ballard, who claimed to have received spiritual revelations from the ascended master Saint Germain. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is a little bit of like a, uh, you know, God or Christ consciousness type thing. We are each our own little gods and we can all kind of uh, heal ourselves through our how how we heal our minds. So it's not, not the worst sure. in the grand scheme. And on the other side, we've got Chen Tao, also known as the True Way Cult. We're talking, you know, God of the Machine and that machine is a UFO. <laughs> the movement's leader, Han Ming Chen claimed to be a prophet who had received spiritual revelations from God and other divine beings. They expected a massive flood to occur in the near future and that only by joining the movement and, you know, ascribing to their stuff would you be saved. So let's just get a little deeper on both of these cults. Uh, So for the I Am movement, let us not forget that uh, we are just five months away from the 73rd I Am Come pageant (laughs) at Mount Shasta. Uh, I found a link to watch the pageant online for free, and uh, at four and a half hours long, it makes for a tidy viewing experience. (laughs) I would describe it as what it feels like to dream about being in a play that you did not realize you were going to be in. Oh, boy. To listen to it. Um, (laughs) Ooh, I'm already seeing (laughs) very, uh, yeah, the the outfits, so brightly colored, so so very uh, school play, kind of. Yeah, and earlier I jumped in at about two hours, and it was it felt like uh, I was trapped inside of a weird dream. I am in ye. Since ye are life, ye are in me. Since we are all life, we're all together in the Father, the unfit flame, the mighty I am presence in the great central sun, which reigns supreme over all. Is that a wig? 
That's oh, yeah. really it's very He-Man looking hair. It's the same life. It's kind of like if He-Man and Jesus had a kid. Exactly. It would be this Each dude. Each one of you, beloved children of the one great father. We're talking. We're talking a outdoor kind of arena style stage. This dude is dressed in like some pseudo Greek toga. But very Jesus colors going very on. Very Jesus it. colors. There are easily about sixty extras here. And now they're actually speaking. Oh, they're acting so hard right now. So it's, it's fun when you see very clearly just remembering what you're blocking. It's like, okay, now I pretend to talk to the person next to me. Okay, now, oh, we have to react and walk in this direction. And uh, <laughs> yes, they sure are going for it. They sure are going for it. You know, you got to send it sometimes. So what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You are come. I am. <laughs> All right. Some tidbits. According to the story that Guy Ballard. Oh, yeah. We already know that he is uh, all about St. Germain. Looking at a picture of St. Germain is quite a trip. Ooh, that is uh, that is an image. I'm concerningly looking like him right now a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you just need a lot more eyeshadow Yikes. to really pull it off. He's got a little too much Barbie doll eyes going on. Yes, definitely. So in their own words, the Earth and its humanity have entered a new age. It is destined to become a golden age if mankind will return to the beneficent laws of life they once knew. The great ascended master, St. Germain, one of those powerful cosmic beings from the great host of ascended masters who govern this planet, is the governing master for this golden age. The eternal law of life is what you think and feel you bring into form. Where your thought is, there you are, for you are your consciousness. And what you meditate upon, you become. So saith St. Germain. There is no instruction of the outer world that has ever brought you the simplicity and clearness which the instruction St. Germain has brought you. He has left nothing unsaid. And as Lady Master Nada has said, the explanation is full and complete and if studied cannot be misunderstood. So what, what else is there to say? Uh, and with Chen Tao, we're talking UFOs and God. <laughs> White is meshing his fingers together between his two hands. Um, they were influenced by the work of Swiss author Eric von Daniken, which should be a heartbreaker for anyone who wants to be part of Chen Tao. <laughs> oh, von Daniken. Perhaps the most depressing fact that I have of anything. Uh, <laughs> Chen believed that Earth went through five tribulations going back to the age of dinosaurs. Was one of them von Daniken? I think so. Um, and each of these tribulations was survived by beings living in North America who were rescued by God in a flying saucer. So, you know, that's <laughs> just what it is. Let's see what happens. We'll stick them in there, set it to 20, click go, and it is the I Am Movement. All right. <laughs> I Am Movement is going to continue to uh, come. No. Oof. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Anyway, good on them. We'll see them in the semifinals. Didn't love it. <laughs> The next pairing we have is the Ayn Rand Institute versus Crypto Bros. My goodness gracious. So I will talk just a little bit longer. You want me to do Crypto Bros first? Yeah, sure. Sure. Crypto Bros. Well, the name of the group is kind of their entire deal. They're a bunch of dudes mostly who are really into crypto as a thing and uh, cannot wait to either tell you about crypto or uh, tell you about how much smarter they are than you for being into crypto and you're really missing out by not also being into crypto that's right 
How about the Ayn Rand Institute? What's their deal again? Ah, uh, it's an institute based in Irving, California, uh, founded on the objectivist works of Ayn Rand, Russian-American philosopher and novelist, who, uh, you know, really promoted the vision and lifestyle, I guess, of the kind of uh, self-made entrepreneurial capitalist uh, social Darwinist, basically. Mm-hmm. So individual rights above all else. Be a dick um, to everybody. Kind of be a dick to everybody. Or if you happen to be a dick to everybody, it's not really your fault if you are <laughs> winning at life. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, another d- little tidbit about uh, about Crypto Bros. When an NFT Twitter icon gets quote-unquote stolen... There is little else in the world more amusing than the pylon that follows, including folks helpfully stealing the image back for the person in question by copying and pasting it. Yeah, that's... Love it. <laughs> um, and for Ayn Rand, some have accused the Ayn Rand Institute of promoting philosophy that is selfish and harmful to society, arguing that objectivism prioritizes individual success over the well-being of the community as a whole. Others have criticized the organization for its association with far-right political movements, arguing that objectivism's emphasis on individualism and limited government can easily be co-opted by extremist groups. But who's to say? (laughs) One last fun fact about Crypto Bros. I just got to reiterate this fact. A lot of y'all still don't get it. Ape holders can use multiple slurp juices on a single ape. So if you have one astro ape and three slurp juices, you can create three new apes. Tonight's slurp juice mint event is essentially a minting event for both lab monkeys and special forces. Could not be clearer. Exactly. Let's put it on the machine. Oh, something else unprecedented is happening here. It looks like... Unfortunately, somehow, at least one copy of Alice Shrugged made it into the machine as well. The Crypto Bros latched onto that in a big way, and they have merged with the Iron Rat Institute. My goodness. I think, you know, when we look at folks' brackets, <laughs> no one could have predicted this. Or the other thing. <laughs> we will allow for... This is like a free spot on a bingo board. <laughs> Yes, we'll be doing some math to make sure that the uh, the running list makes sense. We don't often see, you know, harmonization. The NCAAA device is designed to um, instigate confrontation yes. among these cults. But you know, but when clearly you got there was enough here. Two great tastes to taste great together. You know what I mean? Let's move on to uh, the next pairing. We're now moving into the planetary division. We just finished the Earth division. Now we're into the planetary division quarterfinals. The Freedomites versus Heaven's Gate. Ah. A recap of the Freedomites. They were a spiritual Christian group that formed in Saskatchewan in 1902 as an offshoot from the Russian Christian group, the Dukobors. Okay. They were in favor of simplicity, community, and a focus on spirituality, and against ownership of any kind, public schools, and government intervention into their lives. Uh, Some of them felt that if humans were created in God's perfect image, covering their bodies with clothing made by imperfect humans was an insult to their creator. They they protested the concept of property, especially land ownership, because fuck landlords, often by burning and later bombing said property, often doing so whilst naked. Mostly, they Mm. remembered for that part. Love it. Uh, Heaven's Gate, another certifiable OG cult. Uh, Many a good podcast just on these bad boys, if you're interested. 
And they have a uh, kind of alarmingly catchy logo for their whole I movement. was going to say! <laughs> I almost put that in my notes, Jake. That's so funny. Go when on. I was putting together our brackets, like getting an, a logo for each one, I was like, oh, geez, this is really good. <laughs> their logo just, uh, yeah, hits that perfect, weird, you know, uncanny valley in the best possible way, funky, cool vibe. Makes you want to hitch a ride on Common Hail Bop. So, yeah, religious group or originated in the uh, United States in the 1970s. Um, you know, people are going up into space to be uh, taken over by an alien. They turned into an alien. <laughs> Another tidbit in turning into that alien, uh, your consciousness and your body have to go up into a spaceship. Marshall Applewhite, the group's leader, claimed to have had a number of encounters with alien beings, and he believed that the Earth was on the brink of a major transformation that would result in the emergence of a new, higher form of consciousness. And according to Heaven's Gate, once the individual perfected himself through the process, quote-unquote, air quotes mm-hmm. in the air, there were four methods to enter or graduate to this next level. Number mm-hmm. one, physical pickup into a Tila spacecraft. What is so far? You just get sucked up into a spacecraft. Yep. Natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. The graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next level body. Mm. Number three, outside persecution that leads to death. After the deaths of the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, <laughs> and the events involving Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge, Applewhite was afraid the American government would murder the members of Heaven's Gate, and so he set up a new rule, because why not? <laughs> And number four, willful exit from the body in a dignified manner, a.k.a. What happened? What happened? (laughs) Uh, You chew the math. All right, Jake. Uh, Some more interesting stuff about uh, the Freedomites. Um, In the early 1950s, provincial authorities took about 200 children of Freedomite parents and locked them up in a boarding school in New Denver. Uh, This was called Operation Snatch, which uh, you're taking children, calling it Operation Snatch. It's like, that just... You know you're being not good about it. Uh, the provincial government eventually submitted a formal, our bad, but the Canadian government has taken the, well, we weren't there 50 years ago, approach to handling the whole thing. Oh, golly. Let's see what happens with these bad boys. We got Freedomites versus Heaven's Gate. Stick them on in. How long we guys had them for? Uh, I'd say about 500 years. How long until the next pass from Comet Hail Bop? Oh, that's a great question. Let's do that. Hail Bop. Jake is looking through his astrolabe attached to his <laughs> telescope. He's scanning the night sky. Yeah, let's see. It was uh, last came by in 19, the 1990s. So. He's writing out a lot of numbers on a giant whiteboard behind the screen. All right, looks like... Uh, all right, it'll be about 2,399 years before it returns, the year 4385, so... Let's set him for a uh, 23.99 right on here and uh 23.99. Oh, wow, look at that. It does seem like the Freedomites they're uh they're moving on to the semifinals. Damn. Their persistence against uh, you know, authority and stuff, they're blowing things up seems to be uh winning out over Comet stuff turns out. Even though they don't have a cool trendy logo, they're still moving that on. logo is very nice. It is. <laughs> uh, we have one last pairing for the quarterfinals today. It's the very last pairing goodness. in the planetary division. We have 
Remnant Fellowship versus the Elon Musk Minions. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's jump into a little bit of info about the Remnant Fellowship. Uh, just a recap of who they are. Uh, an author and Christian diet program creator with astounding hair named Gwen Shamblin took her uh, yes. not really good for you practices and made a religion out of it. Then she died. <laughs> created this whole church around the idea of this diet practice. And, uh, you know, diets in general, not usually great for your health. In this case, there were actually specific no. concerns raised by the American Dietetic Association because uh, she didn't really, she did no food restrictions or exercise regimens associated with the diet program itself. Huh. Hard to eat absolutely whatever and still lose weight without some other not great stuff for you happening in there, whether it's not eating enough it or other things. Out. So it ends up not being great. And especially if you turn a diet program into a religion, probably that's bad. Probably. How about... Uh, My turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most minions. We're talking about Anybody and everybody who uh, is very, very into Elon Musk and what that man does mm -hmm. or do. We're going back to as early as the 1990s when Musk kicked off the startup Zip2 all the way through Tesla and SpaceX and all the other kinds of wild things that are boring on the company. one hand the boring company yes exactly his his uh his drilling operation hyperloop and all that bullshit yeah you know Elon Musk a man who does disrupt and achieve pretty crazy stuff and on the other hand is a huge fucking asshole and a moron <laughs> And kind of a ding-dong, yeah. yeah. Um, two more fun tidbits about that. Did you know that Dogecoin is worth approximately six cents as of this recording? <laughs> also, did you know Elon Musk co-founded a company called Neuralink with an investment of $100 million and that this company aims to integrate the human brain with artificial intelligence by creating devices that are embedded in the brain to facilitate its merging with machines? I did, unfortunately, know that. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait know, till that works. Did you know that uh, just in 2019, Musk announced work on a device akin to a sewing machine that could embed threads into a human brain? Jesus Christ. Which is a totally cool and normal thing to do, especially uh -huh. when you have Musk describing this device as a Fitbit in your skull. <laughs> uh, never mind that many neuroscientists and publications criticize these claims with MIT Technology Review describing them as highly speculative and neuroscience theater. And never mind how well self-driving Teslas currently work. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, you know. Uh, another quick interesting <laughs> tidbit or factoid about the Remnant Fellowship. They had a quote talking about how, uh, you know, they, they're moving away from, you know, uh, children not obeying their parents to children who love to follow the guidance of their parents and all these good things, healed marriages, all this good stuff. Here's a quote about just things happening with some former members of that church. Joseph and Sonia Smith were adherents of Shamblin and had an eight-year-old, Joseph. Sonia and Joseph routinely disciplined their son, Joseph, by beating him with a foot-long glue stick, what? belts, and heated coat hangers, locking him in confined spaces for extended oh. periods of time, and tying his hands with rope. Mrs. Smith told police that she normally gave the children their whippings in increments of 10 blows each, and that Yosef had gotten several of those whipping sessions on the day of his death. The police reported that the Smiths locked Yosef in his room to pray to a picture of Jesus on the ceiling and in a closet for days and even weeks. He's given only a bucket for a toilet. Oh, God. The older son sometimes held Yosef down while the parents beat him with implements. So, yeah, definitely encouraging good, healthy practices in families and stuff in this church. Wow. And, uh, you know, definitely, definitely good people you definitely want to root for. My goodness. Well, 
Anything's better than Musk. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yep. Looks like the Musk minions are moving on to the semifinals. Ooh. That means more Tesla chargers. <laughs> more uh, pedestrians being run over. Yes. Yes. What a good stuff um, to look forward to. Wow. Well, that was quite an eventful day. A lot of good stuff going on in the uh, the WCW uh, quarterfinals today. My goodness. Definitely join us for the next episode where you get to learn all about uh, what's going on in the final semifinals and finals. But uh, before we jump into that, we have one last thing to do, and that is, of course, to switch switch, over. switch this machine over from cult Analyze to, to pander. <laughs> exactly. What is the pander function, Wyatt? This, of course, is a subroutine that we, I guess, programmed into the NCAA device, which, of course, stands for the Patron Appreciation Neural Diver Evaluation of Risk. Uh, we will plug a part of the NCAA device to the backs of our heads and then initiate this operation to tap into the dark ether to assess for our patrons which monsters, ghoulies, cryptids, creatures, or otherwise spookies out there they need to be on the lookout for. It's our way of saying thanks and our way of keeping all of our listeners just a little bit safer. Uh, I guess we could do that now. Let's go ahead and plug into the backs of our skulls here. Ah. Uh, and now we're going to focus in on... Lorenzo C. of Napanee, Indonesia. No, Indiana. 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 The Indonesia of North America. Lorenzo, watch out for fur bearing trout. Also known as beaver trout or furry fish. Um, It is what it sounds like. There's thick coats of fur or hair that help keep them warm in the cold northern waters where they are said to have lived. According to legend, the fur-bearing trout was first encountered by Europeans when Scottish settlers emigrated to Canada during the 17th century. One settler wrote home, remarking about the abundance of furred animals and fish <laughs> in this new land. Asked to provide more information about the furried fish, or he duly uh, sent home a specimen. Fur-bearing trouts mounted as trophies can be found hanging on walls throughout the Great Lakes region of North America, probably alongside jackalopes. Oh my goodness. So, this legend probably started when people saw trouts infected with saprolegnia, which apparently makes fish seem to have fur. Ugh. God. Is there a better image? This looks like somebody sneezed and died. <laughs> it's a type of fungus that can uh, have, when it's hyphae, which you've learned about, uh, the, the long yes. kind of fibers growing out of it can look kind of like hair. Oh, wow. It is quite fur-bearing. Yes. Or, as it were, hyphae-bearing. <laughs> Lorenzo, don't eat furry fish. Don't yeah. get anywhere near them. Uh, there's no guarantee that you would not succumb to uh, an Among Us kind of doom. Last of Us. A Last of Us doom. <laughs> I've changed the title of that show to fit the Fungus Among Us joke that everyone <laughs> makes now. I see. In um, any case, Lorenzo, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. We appreciate it so much. We could not make the really show without you. Do. It's just so helpful to have the actual means to keep making this happen and not lose our minds and all our money trying to keep it running. Yes. If you would also like to have your creature cryptid creepy crawly calculated by the machine, all you gotta do is sign up for as little as five bucks a month. You get that and a bunch of uh, bonus content like curated outtake reels from every month, a bunch of oh, mini-sodes, yeah. and you get Discord access. All of that for just five bucks, plus you get a cool uh, glass, a beer glass, Belgian-style tulip-shaped glass, one of those cool ones with a logo on it. It's beautiful. Crazy. Ask anyone who has one now. It's great. I'll mail it to you directly. 
until we reach 100 patrons, at which point it'll become an anniversary gift instead of uh, That's right. when I send it right away, because we never will. I'm always going to be doing it forever. And uh, <laughs> above that $5 tier, that's all for $5 a month. Above that, you can also get uh, stickers. You can get Ooh, yeah. friggin' merch discounts. Cool things to be had. Check Very it out. Cool. We appreciate it. Let's really plug. Do. Looking forward to next week's semifinals and finals. Get your popcorn popped and ready. Get your beers out. In the meantime, if you'd like to support us for free, you can uh, tell more people about the show or you can leave a review, stuff like that. Definitely get more friends involved uh, with yes. show them your bracket. Show them how much we fucked up your bracket with the weird things that happened today. And uh, tune in next time for the semifinals and finals. My the conclusion of the WCW. Got it. Nailed it every time. Um, <laughs> and last but not least, please do consider following the link in our bio. If you'd like to be take part in a six-month-long experiment we're running this year where you may or may not get cursed by us and find out what happens to you. We definitely will have a placebo group. You will not know if you're in one or the other. Sign up if you're feeling lucky or if you're feeling unlucky and want to see if this makes a difference. Exactly. Either way, we're happy to have some robust stats so the more people we can get the better the deadline for that is the end of march at the last chance for entry so please do consider joining if you like or telling other people to do it or just send them the link to the google form and just have them fill it out and don't tell them why what could go wrong (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and thank you all so much thank you looking forward to seeing you all back here next week Mm -hmm. for the very special finale of our mouth of March Madness or whatever it's called. At the mouth of March Madness. WC, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the tournament is happening. The tournament. Uh, we'll bye. see you there. Bye. Bye.